Okay, we left off. We left off yesterday, talking about the the importance of focusing. Something that we always speak about, but the importance of really living, really living the life, the life that you want to live. That, of course, and that. Asking other people, I think that's one of the things that is very powerful uh, mm-hmm. for all of us, is learning to ask for help. You know, one of the things that we said was that, you know, people who are, people who are um, weak have trouble, or let me say it in the, in the positive, not people who are weak, but that the stronger you are, then you can ask someone to help you. Uh, and that actually makes you even stronger. You know, one of, one of uh, Nachi, Nachi said afterwards, uh, Nachi Sklar was saying afterwards that, um, you know, we say, uh, he said that when you, when, you, when you give someone half of your, um, when you talk to someone, you open up to someone, you give them half of your problems. Now, there's a truth to that. I'm going to say something about that in a second. Um, that, that really doesn't have to... Yeah, morning. Why would you want to do that? Oh. I feel like oh. I care about the other person. So Very good. Beautiful. So you, you read my mind, Morty. Um, beautiful. That's what I wanted to talk about because that's a very, very important um, point that you're making. And it, and it fits beautifully with why, what people usually struggle with when it comes to sharing or not sharing. So let's talk about that a little bit. Um, we're not going to get into Chavetz Chaim yet. I want to really talk about what Morty just asked. That's really what I wanted to focus on. Is that, and it goes like this. Most people either hold everything. I'm going to talk extremes for a second. Most people either hold everything in and they let people you know, uh, share everything with them and they hold and they carry from other people. And we'll talk about childhood in a second. Usually it starts off with childhood like that, or people give too much and they overburden other people. So those are the extremes. You have somebody, let's say you grow up in a house and your mother uh, or a sibling or your father or someone was stepped over their boundaries to you and you just received too much. Or let's say, for example, I'm talking very um, psychological here and talking about trauma a little bit maybe a complex type of trauma, which is that, you know, your father was carrying, um, you know, anger or pain, or your mother's carrying anger or pain, or your brother's carrying anger or pain, and they put that onto you. And what happens is, you're a little kid. You're seven years old. You're five years old. You can't hold that load. How could you possibly hold that load? That's very hard for people to hold that load. It's very difficult for them to hold. And what you learn and what you condition yourself is that people could take advantage of you because I'm worthless. I don't have any value. Why? Because my mother was able to, you know, overly, you know, the word that I've used in the past is to throw up on you, meaning to give up too much. You know, you ever talk to someone and they're just too much for you? So that's... That's a little bit what Morty is referring to. Like, I don't want to be that person, right? So what happens? We end up carrying too much. 
Then you have the people who, who say too much. Then you have the people who are always, you know, overburdening other people, right? The example I gave when I sat with guys in the dorm a little bit was, there's always the guy who's filling up the fridge and there's always the guy who's emptying the fridge. There's always the guy who's, you know, providing the shampoo and there's the guy who's always taking the shampoo, right? So the goal in life is to be, is to be in the middle. The goal in life is, is give and take. Right, that's what I'm referring to what Morty was saying. The goal in life is, is that um, it doesn't say you give 100% of yourself to somebody else when you, when you express and you open up. But you could give 50%, you can give 40%, you can give 30%, you can give 10%. And then the other person could give you 10% of their pain. And then you're not carrying as much pain. But 100%, when someone is just too much and that's what happens in relationships, let's say in marriage. That's where marriages fall apart. Where marriages fall apart most of the time um, is when one spouse is compensating. I sat recently with a couple um, and I was talking to the, to, the, to the husband and wife. The husband is a real, uh, you know, um, loud, um, strong personality, um, very ADHD, very, you know, businessman, great guy, amazing guy, powerful guy, but all over the place. Very difficult in his relationships. Has difficulty in his relationships. Um, great guy, but has difficulty like that. The wife is, is this uh, uh, someone who's sweet and nice and basically the opposite and can carry, has been carrying him been carrying his load for so long, for so many years. And they came to me with schmoozing, whatever, whatever it was. And what I said to both of them, as I said, the problem is over here is that you both have a, a big problem. The problem is that you, you know, throw up too much. And your problem is that you're okay with all the throw up that he's throwing up on you. Meaning you're okay with that. And, and you have to ask yourself, how come I can't, put a boundary or how come I can't go ahead and say, excuse me, you know, yes, I'll lend you my shampoo, but you can't finish my shampoo and never fill it up. I mean, obviously it's a very simple example, but that's how relationships work. The way relationships need to be and the best relationships are relationships that have, that have the proper balance where you're able to say, I'm, I'm, I'm giving, I'm receiving, and the other person is giving and receiving. So, question, comments, yes. Does that help, Morty? Yeah? M Morty, I'm impressed with Morty. I'm very impressed with Morty. I'm very impressed with Morty. Morty, Morty is, uh, is still here, I told him. He's still sitting in Masilla Sharm. And uh, like I warn all those who come to Masilla Sharm, be careful because this will change your life. Not, it might change your life. If you continue to come to Masilla Sharm, it will change your life. It's not a, it's not a Shila. It's a, uh, it's, not a, it's not a question, it's a guarantee that it will happen just because over here we try and say things that are true. That's what we try and do. We try and share things that are true and to talk about things that are true as opposed to talk about things that are not true. So, you know, uh, that's very important. So yes, Rav Hillel. 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Let's let's first take one. Yes. Let's take one step at a time. Yes. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if we can. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, sof sof l'tzarich atzmo. Yeah, saying that. No, no, that's I'm quoting the Mishnah. That's what he he says that he says it. Yeah, sof sof. I'll show you where it is. Right, it's very late in the in the sefer. So, halavai. Halalai, yeah. Why we learn the whole sefer, yeah. But you got to. This is where you got to start. You got to start here. You got to start here. Well, I don't think we're. I don't think we're. As a husband, I cannot. Yeah. Try to work at. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, you have to be careful. That's more of a shalom bias conversation. That's dangerous. We've spoken about that. It's dangerous, but we'll, it's not for now. Yes, it's a great. It's a great desire, but it's dangerous. I think it's more dangerous than, than uh, you'll get there if you get there, not because I'm trying to get there. You'll get there, mamela, if you keep on doing that. But if you're trying to get there, sometimes you'll 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 you won't be there, and then you'll right. What Rafil is talking, referring to, is he's saying, well, I want to just be a giver. I want to be a a uh, altruistic giver and not expect anything back, and that's beautiful. And in marriages, yes, we could talk sheva. If I was giving a Sheva Brachas, we could talk about that, right? The Chassan and the Kala. They only the Chassan just give to the Kala, and the Kala only give to the Chassan. And it's true, but it's very unrealistic to really live. Halavai, we give to get back, but we're giving. Now, ultimately, Rav Hillel is right. You want to reach a level where you are only giving for the sake of giving. But I wouldn't put that in as your compass. I would just give... And keep on giving and that, and I, and, and I think in Mimela you'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 Meaning he's saying don't go there. Right. The moment that you're demanding or expecting things from the other one. Right. 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 So I'm not. I'm not. So I can't give that. I can't give so that he, over. He's saying that you're not going to have a happy Right. So I'm not on the level. That could be. I hear. I'm not on the level to tell anyone to do that. I hear. It, it is true. I'm not on the level to tell anyone to be such a giver that you're not. That you're not going to get anything back. Is it, is it going to cause that no, you get a lot I'm saying. Back what? Isn't it going to cause that you're going to get a lot back? Anyways? Yeah, you will. But I'm just saying. I'm not. I'm not. I agree with you. I'm not, I don't think that that's an important piece over here. I agree with you. I don't think that's important. I think we more have to work on boundaries. We, have, we more have to work on, on, on the relationship, on, on the togetherness. I think that's what our generation needs more. We need to work on the give and the take. You know, there's more of a shalom bias conversation, but I'll, I'll share it. We need to also be able to receive. We're, we're not, we're not, we need to work on receiving we have trouble receiving as well no one in the old school generation nobody would ever say that what do you mean receive right what do you mean you have to be a giver or a giver here Rabbi Weinberger is coming in you ask if anyone ever told them anything about anything about receiving did they ask Rabbi Weinberger did they, did they talk to you back in the day of the chsanim right and relationships that we have to learn how to how to receive better we have to learn did your parents from the Altaheim Rabbi Erblach Right? Did they ever tell us about learning how to, how to receive? No. 
No. They didn't do that. That's, that's, we don't talk about that. Our generation, for some reason, we have to learn to receive. That's what we work on. We work on receiving. We work on taking. And that's true. It's true. It is what it is. Okay, Rafael, well, to be continued. I, I agree. We're on it. I think we'll... To be continued. You had a question? I just wanted to clarify. Yeah. Guys, do you see how amazing it is that you have that you have Rav Hillel who's here with a family, right? Rav Sunshine, you're a you're a you're a, you're a grandfather, right? A grandfather sitting here. You have you have people who are adults, grown adults, sitting in a shear like this, talking about life. Do you see how powerful that is? Do you know what type of inspiration that is? Because that's this, they're, they're living. He's asking questions. He wants to clarify life. You think like either you got it or you didn't get it. You either got life or you didn't get life. But that's that's fake news. That that's not true. It's not you either got it or you didn't get it. You have to continue to learn how to get it. That's when you'll be a successful person when you're constantly learning how to get it. So sorry to interrupt. So I just. Throwing up. What, what, what does that mean? You ever, meet a to- you ever meet a person who's just, who just keeps on going and they're too, and they're too heavy, it's too much. You ever meet someone who hurts other people by yelling or screaming or they're out of their boundary because they're not able to hold, they're not able to pull back. Someone who has a fit, someone who throws a fit. Someone who people are afraid of in the family, uh-oh, uncle so-and-so is coming, uh-oh, grandpa's coming, or grandma's coming, or mom is coming, right? Oh boy, I just gotta like listen and yes. I don't know if you've ever, right, there are people like that, in fact, every family has a few of them. The more you have, the, the, the more difficult your life is. But, but everyone's got a family member where it's like, okay, we gotta put up with them. That person is throwing up on other people. That's the, that's the, that's the way I'm saying it. I know it's a very, uh, it a, it's a, sounds like a, a, not a good term, but I think it's a great description of what it is. Like, why you have to get, I just came here to say, I just came to the bar mitzvah to say mazel tov to everybody. I don't know why I have to, you know, I don't know why I have to be hit by your stuff. Right? That's, that's. So we have to learn, you have to learn to stay away. You gotta learn to stay away from people like that. You gotta learn to be able to put boundaries with people like that. You gotta make sure that you're not one of those people. I don't ever wanna be one of those people where it's like, oh boy, let me you know, make a left as opposed to a right when I'm going down the aisle to find something you know, to avoid somebody. What? That's a great question. If you, if you ask that question, then you probably won't become that person. If you're here in the shear, you're probably not gonna become that person because it means you're looking for you're looking for um, for help, and you're looking for someone to help you, and you're looking for someone else to tell you how you can better yourself, as opposed to you know I'm good, I'm all good, I don't need you know. That what? He what? Somebody struggles with oversharing and then we everything. Even if it comes to the share, it's not gonna like it can still be an overshare. Right, right, good, good. I'm just saying uh, what I'm saying is that you're right, you could still, but at least you're if you're working on yourself and you're asking other people and you have people in your life who you could check yourself against, 
and you hopefully you marry someone healthy also, and you look for a healthy family and good people, blah, 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 etc., we could get it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely, you definitely don't want to be that, that person. And also, I want to say it also, you also don't want to be the person who is the receiver of all that also. You can't, because what happens is it spills over. It spills over onto the next person, right? If I'm too much for Joshi, then Joshi might have to be too much for you. And if he's too much for you, then you're going to be too much for him. So then I now am part of the problem. I'm not part of the solution. Because I, if he's my son and I overdid it with him, then he's going to overdo it with somebody else who's going to overdo it. And then I populated the world with people who are like that. That's what happens. So we all have to learn now, if he, let's say, if Joshi would stop me in my tracks, and I'm getting too much for him, and he stops me either by avoiding me or protecting himself, and he stops the chain also. That's why it's equally important to, to stop the abuse, so to speak, right? That's what I was saying with that couple. With that couple, I was blaming, not in a bad way, I was blaming the wife as much as I was blaming the husband. Why? Not blaming, blaming sounds negative. I was holding accountable the wife, just like I was holding accountable the husband. Why? Because I was like, let me ask you a question. And she asked me this. She asked me, she asked me, um, she asked me this, um, and she said, well, what about me? Like, we're talking about him, what about me? So I said, you wouldn't question yourself. I told her, I said, I would question yourself. Why is it that you're able to let someone hurt you? Right? Anyone who's familiar with any codependence or, or um, alcoholic spouses, families, the way it works is, is that the kasha is on the spouse as much as, right, if I'm an alcoholic and my wife lives with me as an alcoholic wife, the kasha is on her as much as it's on me. Right? What's the kasha on her? The kasha is why are you staying with the man who's an alcoholic? She's scared. Good, good. She's scared to leave, and I'm scared to, to stop drinking alcohol. We both have different fears. So if she would stand up to him, not that that's her job, but you know, a lot of times, right, whatever, we're getting into much more psychological, that's what happens. What happens is, no, I have to take care of him, I have to be there. I love this one. This one I've heard from a lot of people, and people get nervous, this could trigger a lot of people. If you guys were a married, older married people with bad marriages and a lot of children, this would trigger everybody in this room. And it might trigger anyone who's listening who's going to listen to this. A lot of people, and I'll, it's okay, let them get triggered. That's life. Is that um, I'm doing it for the kids. I'm doing it for the kids. We're doing it for the kids. I'm not, li- I'm not, how about this, guys? No offense to my kids. I'm not having a good relationship with my wife or my kids. I'm doing, you know who I'm doing it for? Sorry, Rafael, you might not like that. I'm doing it for me because I need to have a good relationship. I need to have, yes, I'd like to do it for my wife too. But I'm saying, I like to have a great relationship with my wife because that's what I need. Call me a, call me a 2022 uh, guy. I like to have a good relationship with people who I'm close with and who I care about the most. I'm not so altruistic about that. Am I happy that my wife benefits? Am I happy my kids benefit? Of course. But I, I need to have healthy, good relationships. Yeah? Is that good?
Yeah. So I was curious to know what made the giver become a giver and what made the receiver become a giver. Right, that's what I said. So, so the Rebbe used the same example on the same two people, like on the same two people. What do you mean? That kid, when his dad, when his dad just came in, always right. screamed and right. took out all of his problems. Right. The right. kid became a receiver as a right. giver this year. Right. And then the Rebbe used that as a, also Right, so that was the example. Giver. Oh, so he can be That's the, the example. Thing. No, that's the example. I mean, if Josh, he, if I overdo it for Josh, how is he going to be? What's he going to do? No, but what he no, is but what's he going to do? He can't carry me. So he's going to be also whatever. Either well, it's going to go somewhere. It goes to addictions. How do people start drinking and escaping? Where does that happen? How, how does it happen? Why does a kid start? Why is it starting? Because I can't. Two different I can't results come it's from too the heavy. Same. It's too Sarah, heavy. It's too heavy. Come from the same scenario. What, what do you mean? Which two? What do you mean? Um, there is that guy that always screams and, and always says what these problems to everybody, and there is that guy that is always in silence. Right. I'm asking what caused what causes to him to become that, like to become what he is, and what happened to him that became be what he is. That guy, that kid that became to be a receiver that is always in silence, he doesn't say anything. Oh, I mean, why does he become? Why? So, so, so that's a personality thing. Meaning, is it okay for you to judge? Right? Not, not, this is not a live example of Joshi, but, but if Joshi, like this, if Joshi's personality is that he's, let's say, the oldest in the family, or he's number two in the family, whatever it is, and his personality is, then he'll beat up his little brothers. I'll beat him up. I'm his father. I'll beat him up. And because I beat him up, he's got, he can't beat me up, so he's got to beat somebody up. So what we he'll do, he'll, he'll beat up someone else, because he can't carry it. So he's got a load, so he'll throw the load on the little brother. So now Aviel's asking, but what about the kid who doesn't throw the load on the other brother? What does he do? You know what he does? He sits in it, what? Keeps it to himself. And where does that load go? He watches uh, pornography all day. He, uh, he smokes a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of stuff to clear his brains all day. He does all that. So what does he do? He sits in his room and he becomes a, a, a heavy introvert where he drinks alcohol. And that makes him, ah, oh, my load is so heavy, I can't handle it. I drink, ah. Oh. I spoke to someone yesterday about this. This guy smokes a lot of weed, and he's telling me how, 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 um, how his brain is a guy, someone who, whatever, doesn't take too, whatever. I'm not, obviously, I'm not saying who the person is, but you guys know like more than I know, right? The guy's smoking, and he tells me, yeah, my head is clear, right? Now that I, my head's clear. So I told him, you're a liar. Not in a bad way. I said, you're a liar. He said, why? I said, because if your head wasn't, was clear, you wouldn't need to smoke. The whole reason you smoke is because your head is making you sugar. And if your head was okay, why would I need to smoke? Oh, you smoke because you need to calm down. You know, and he's like, yeah, you're right. I'm like, I'm right. What do you think I do for a living? Yeah, I'm right. Because I'm right. You don't have to tell me I'm right. That's what, that's what. That feels good. I'll take it. No, but that's true. The reason a guy drinks is because he's, you know, he's trying to drown his sorrow in, in alcohol. You don't have to be born in 19, 2000, whatever, to know that. That goes way back to, uh, to uh, uh, Noah. 
and load. I mean, what, you know, whatever. What, what would that mean? That's, the Tzadas was alcohol, according to some. It was Geffen, to drink, to get drunk. Shkoyach. So, so that's the question. The question is, Joshi going to beat... I'm not going to use Joshi. Is so-and-so going to beat his kids because his father beat him? And beating doesn't mean physical. Beating could be emotional abuse also. Or is he going to emotionally abuse himself? That's usually... I think that answers your question. Yeah. But but it's gonna but it's gonna it's gotta go somewhere. Yeah. So but if Joshi would learn to protect himself, if you learn to protect yourself, and you learn to say, you know, and we talk about Shalom bias, that's very hard. People are not gonna people don't like this. I don't know if I, I could be I'm gonna pause it for this one. I'm gonna pause it for this one. Because I really wanna say this and I don't I'm pausing this. Remind me to go because I don't I don't I don't need to have to explain myself. Why are we always talking about marriage, marriage, marriage? Marriage, marriage, marriage. So you can ask Yehuda Castell. Now that he's married, he understands why I always talk about marriage, why I always talk about marriage. Because at the end of the day, as a buffer, at the end of the day, you've got to figure out, you've got to figure out a way to be healthy, earth, than you are. And part of that is being able to tell your roommate, I love you dearly, and I love when you take my shampoo. But do you mind, please, putting the top back on? Do you mind? And this, I don't like talking, you know, like this. You know, I spoke about it. It's okay. We got to talk. It's, it's, and I know it comes down to very simple. It's if you live in a caravan, if you are in a caravan where other people, where you're cleaning up the toilet for other people, you got to check yourself on that. You got to check yourself on that. You got to check your whole caravan. Because at your stage in life, I know it sounds crazy, but at your stage in life, at your maturity in life, there is no excuse. I mean, I have little kids in my house now, especially I have my, my grandkids in the house. I have even my little, you know, son. So sometimes you see stuff, you know, in the bathroom with the theater, it's okay. But when you're with mature people, it's not okay. Not okay. Little kids, right? little kids are little kids. And I know it's it's silly to talk about, not silly. It sounds funny to talk about it, but really that's what it comes down to. It really comes down to this. It comes down to learning to say that, that, that I want to I live a, a healthy, good, mature life with somebody else. And if you're not in that zone, the chances of you having a marriage like that and having kids like that are, are very, very, very slim. You know, it's the good news and the bad news that I've said many times. The bad news is, you know, I actually told this couple the same thing. The couple was married, they must be married maybe 10, 15 years, and I told them the same thing. This is what I told them. I said, I just, I have good news and bad news. I said, I'll start with the bad news. This is what I told them. I said, I say this to the yeshiva all the time, not as much as I should. I said, I said, the bad news is, your marriage, this is what I told them, straight to both of them. I said, your marriage will continue to be terrible. And your marriage will only get worse and worse. That's what I told them. That's the truth. I said, the good news is, is that you're only married 10, 15 years. I don't know how many years are married. And we're having this conversation now. So the good news is, you can maybe fix things and you get better. And I'm telling you guys the same exact thing. Assume you're married. You know, I was telling you this morning, in, in, in Musa for my shear, 
We were talking about how the Yitzhahara is talking about Gabi Grubin. Amir Tashem, when Gabi's back here from the Silicharam, we'll talk. I remember just went through a year of, of uh, chemotherapy, of Mamish, Mamish life and death. Mamish, one of our, one of our chedra. Mamish, one of our family members in the yeshiva. Mamish was, was in America the whole year. You know, literally in, 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 in the craziest of the crazy. And I said in this year today, I said the Yetzirah is relentless. You know what relentless means? The Yetzirah is not, is not playing games. The Yetzirah is not, is not, is not like, you know, the Yetzirah really is, is crazy. Life will, will beat you down if you don't equally go against it and, and, and become healthy and well and good, you will not make it. Not, 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 it's not a curse on anything. It's almost impossible. If you're not really working on being a, a good person and a good Jew and, a, and a, all the things that we know we do, you're not actively doing that. It's, it's very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. The old office, the old elevator escalator going down. Haggai Haggai Weezer. I have like a mental block to that. Haggai Weezer in, in the Moshav. The shame of Rabbi Left says it. I heard from Rabbi Left. I never heard from Haggai. He said it's a great line. Life is a downward escalator. You're constantly got to be fighting against. You've got to do it. Now, people, no one wants to hear that. I need a break. You got, if you need a break now, you're in big trouble because you're young and fresh. This is when your legs, this is when you're, right? Rabbi Freiman can play basketball now. But the only reason Rabbi Freiman can play basketball now, right, and he could, he could play well, is because when he, was, when he was 15 years old, he played great basketball. That's the only reason. It's not that he started playing basketball now. It's when you're fresh and you're young, that's when you play, that's when you gotta play in the game. You're gonna wait till you're 50, you're gonna wait, you're gonna wait till you're 50 years old and then that's basketball. What's basketball? Who cares about basketball? You're talking about, talking about life. You're talking about life. You're talking about life and, 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 and being good in life. You gotta, it's, it's the real deal. Okay, yeah. A person who didn't know how to put down boundaries, or he couldn't put down boundaries until he was little, and he has baggage from his parents or from whatever. Right. So, what does he do? Whatever he said, he's going to either take out on other people or he's going to escape. So right. what do you do if you're actually, you weren't able to put down boundaries and right. I could have a big... We all, we all have that. That's why we're here. Now, how do you deal with it? Good. We're all here. That's why we're talking. That's why we're talking. That's, that's why we're doing this here. That's why we're having this conversation. That's why we're here talking about this. Because we all struggle with every person. What's an Avera? What does the word literally mean, Avera? What does an Avera mean? Boundary. It's not a mum. We're not blemished. The Christians are blemished. They say, they talk about, you're, you're a sinner. Jews aren't sinners. Jews are, we're the best. We're not sinners. We step over our boundary. And, and Avera means you passed over something. The word chet, those who know, chet means you missed the mark. It means you're over any Avera that you think that you struggle with, is a boundary issue. 
every, every Avera, you stepped over a boundary. That's what every Avera, Hashem told you to, to be in this thing, You're, you, you go away this way. That's what life is about. The, the great person is a person who knows how to, right? Who knows how to, who knows how to balance the two. That's, that's the pursuit of life. You're asking it like, how do I become, you know, perfect? You know, you, we, 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 we're striving. We're all striving. No, striving. Specifically, let's say, he didn't know how to boundaries and he was, he was receiving a lot from, uh, from whoever it was. Right. And now, so he's carrying a lot. He has to... Good, so I don't know. It depends who it is. You need to, un, you need to heal. You need to unburden it. Either, that's, where we, that's where we got into this. Yesterday we were talking about, get a friend. Get a Rebbe, get a therapist, get a, get a this, whatever it might be. Because then, you have, then you're able to unload a little bit in different ways. You could, you, people get married, it's very helpful. You, get, you have someone who can be there for you. you, know, you, you there are many things that a person could do to help himself in that area. There's no, you know, especially you guys, you guys are young. Yeah. 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 I was fighting in Shiva right away. I was in a Southern American Shiva, an Israeli Shiva, an American Shiva, and I was like this. What, how many times what? That what? Arguments. Oh, that you had arguments? Yeah, an argument with somebody, a roommate. I mean, you didn't have a lot. You didn't have a lot. Right. After the wedding, you say, what's going on? I have a good book. Right, right, exactly. So she must be the Russia, right. Exactly. That's what we think, right. So we said, oh, so with the time, Right. 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 And with a big coffee, until from the before the day you born, you meet you now, you don't know what's happening, what this thing bothered him, what this thing doesn't like this. It's great. If you take all your life, what's nice. Maybe I have this struggle because of this. Nice. You get communication. Nice. No more argument, there's no more communication. Nice. Good, beautiful. Sure. Thank you for sharing all of him. I like that. It's probably good to be married to a, a Kala teacher. It's good. You like that. You know, that's good. I like that. That's good. Baruch Hashem. Okay, good. Anybody else? We'll do a little Chavetz uh, Chaim to wrap it up. Anybody else? You did you? You had a question? What? Let me hear. Okay. Chavetz um, Chaim, as we'll wrap up. Uh, the beauty of the Chavetz Chaim is... Uh, that it's all about, it's all about your self-work. That's what it comes down to. And uh, like we ended off yesterday a little bit, talking how, you know, um, 
the reason I want my, my, my wife to fix her problems and I want my roommate to fix the problems and I want my parents to fix the problems is because how great would life be if I could just stay me and just have everybody else work on themselves. So that's a pretty good deal, right? It's uh, the most unrealistic uh, deal in, the, in life because it doesn't work like that. Um, you, know, you know, we want to avoid uh, you know, working on ourselves it's difficult, we have a natural laziness, and there's nothing wrong with that, and we have difficulty changing, and that's natural, that's normal, and you know, the more a person says, hey, you know what, maybe it's all about me, maybe I need to learn how to change me. So what happens when you do that is that you, you're, you're, you're really free the second you focus on you. As soon as I'm focused on on me, so you're really free. Even though sometimes it's hard to do that, it's heavy sometimes to focus on yourself. But that's like what we were saying yesterday. Uh, that was the Eitsa, I think we spoke, I don't know, remember who said it, but we said, um, share it with somebody because then it's not all on you. So if I have an anger problem, if I have a laziness problem, I could, I could go over to somebody and say, Aviel, could you please help me with my lazy problem? So I just gave him a little bit of it, and he could say, yeah, sure, let's work together. Let's work together. You know, let's, uh, so a car- you, 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 someone, someone is helping you. Um, when it comes to speaking about other people, says the Chavetz Chaim, we're in the junior edition of the Chavetz Chaim, day 43. Um, Before involving the person's relatives, you have to think very carefully about the outcome. If relatives will listen to him and try to get their relative to correct them, right, then it could be that it's good. However, in most cases, they might get angry at you for accusing their relative. They might take sides or they might actually get upset at their relative. So before you're doing something and telling someone's relative about something about them, you want to be very, very careful who you're telling and what's going to happen with that. Um, and in that case, if the case is that you can't trust the person's relative to uh, deal with things appropriately and properly, then it's best not to tell them anything at all. That's very, very important. You know, you'll see Amir Tzachem, the Chavetz Chaim talks about it, we'll learn in the Chavetz Chaim, he says even, and this is difficult for people to hear, even when it comes to, you know, talk, telling your wife, you know, Lashon Hara, saying to her something, because sometimes it's very, is also Lashon Hara. You have to know how she's going to receive it, your spouse, you know, is your spouse going to help you deal with the problem, or your spouse is going to make the problem even worse? You know, and you have to know, you have to know your customers, and you have to know the situation, and you have to know what you're, what you're dealing with. Okay, question, comments, and then we'll wrap up for today. Yes. Oh. Hashem should help us all. Most important is we worry about our future, and our past can haunt us. The best thing you could do for your future, and the best thing you could do to fix your past is 
try and live today and try and be here today and do what you can now. Do what you can for Thursday now. It's 6.35, 6.34 on Tuesday, on Wednesday. Wow, time flies. Wednesday afternoon. If you get ready for Thursday now, then you'll most probably have a better Thursday. And by being here, you're definitely on, your, on the right track to having an amazing uh, rest of your day. And Amir Tashem, an amazing tomorrow. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Shkoch.